Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, your vocation, your spiritual life, or maybe your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Hello, my name is Chris Maxwell, and I'm honored to have my friend Tracy Reynolds with me for this conversation of Next Step Leadership. Hello, Tracy. Good morning, Chris. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. And talk to us about our guest today. Well, I am so excited and honored, honestly, to have Ron McCants with us. I just finished your book hours ago, like two hours ago, <laughs> and I am blown away. Ron has been in pastoral ministry for 40-plus years in various roles as an associate pastor, as a lead pastor, and now you serve with InTouch out of Atlanta, and you said it was your best gig ever? Yes, sir. And we are so proud. But he wrote a book from his military experience in Vietnam. And I was so deeply moved. Uh, there's many things I appreciate it, but I think I appreciate more than anything else the redemptive message and the raw reality uh, without going into a whole lot of detail. Uh, but it was just mo- so moving. And mm. I appreciate the, the sense of ministry and, and that this conversation needs to be had. Yes, so it does. So welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start off with you uh, just talking to us a little bit about the book. We'll we'll take some time to go back to more of your story, but just tell us about the book. Uh, you know, what is the title of the book? Why did you write it? Uh, take us take us into the pages as we have this conversation with you. Well, <clears throat> the book came about as uh, much of a God thing, and most of the things in my life that God has. Uh, done in and through me has been either by accident or he forced me into it. (laughs) And so I just started writing some things years ago. I wrote a chapter in another book uh, for for a gentleman uh, who was the president of our battalion association from Vietnam. And out of that, people said, Ron, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. Well, I have no idea what their literary insight is. And Mm -hmm. so someone was just being kind, and I knew that. And I just didn't discipline myself to do it. Every few years it would pop up and I would write something. Well, last year I started doing um, just a blog uh, online. And several people read that. Uh, You know, I put it on Facebook and uh, Twitter and things like that. And so people would say, Ron, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And several of those people, men whom I respect, who who are authors themselves, said, uh, yeah, that needs to be in print. And so through a series of events, uh, a mutual friend, Lee Grady, pointed me towards Chris and said, you need to talk to Chris Maxwell. And so uh, I sent him the manuscripts and said, hey, would you, uh, or the the, uh, the blog, and uh, would you read it and give me your honest opinion? Uh, Nothing you can say, it's like I did with Lee, Nothing you can say is going to keep me from loving you right on. I need the raw truth. And so they both were very complimentary. And uh, long story short, Chris hooked me up with the same publisher that uh, has been publishing his most recent books. And as I say, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Well, uh, you know, the, our theme for our conversations that we have here, Next Step Leadership, 
Um, and you are a leader. You've served, uh, as Tracy mentioned, you served in a variety of leadership roles. Uh, how has the experience that you, the experiences that you wrote about in the book, how has that helped develop you into the leader that you are? Well, first of all, my experience in Vietnam was BC, was before Christ. And I recognized, having grown up in church and uh, Sunday school, you know, those you used to give you those pins for perfect attendance. And being the short guy that I was, mine went almost down to my knees by the time I was 10 or 12 years old. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I grew up in church, but I walked away from following God, and uh, I wasn't following God then. And, I, and looking back when uh, God placed a call on my life for vocational ministry and has uh, led me through some things uh, and placed me in positions that uh, way beyond what I would have ever dreamed or imagined. And um, I've developed a, a theory or a thesis that we become somewhat of a composite of where we've been, what we've experienced, people we've known, things we've done. And so looking back, I could see God's hand in not just protecting and saving my life, but um, e- even putting me in situations where I had to act and react uh, somewhat instinctively. And so I began to look back and say, you know, a lot of that can be developed in in, the le- in leadership uh, principles. And I saw those worked out in my life even when I wasn't intentionally or focused on it, it was not even crystallized in my mind. But I look back and say, God showed me a path, and so I'm going to continue on it. Hmm. You know, so much of what we learn is just exactly that. It's as we go yeah. and as we need that, that yeah. information. And it's almost like we, we don't even realize um, what we're encountering and the, the principles, as you said. Uh, one of the things I appreciated about this book was how you found yourself in this place. Uh, hey, it's well written. It's it's. I I've never been to Vietnam, but I feel like I've been to Vietnam because mm-hmm. I've I've listened to your accounts mm-hmm. of that. But there is something driving why this story is important to you. Would you Would you touch on that, Ron? Well, obviously, if anyone listening uh, was alive during that period of time, I. I jokingly say um, I got saved from the 60s not in the 60s (laughs) and so there's a lot of things that were happening culturally that you could almost see creeping back up or even popping up in society today and most of us who came back from Vietnam tried to put it aside because there was no one there to say attaboy thank you (laughs) no one ever even acknowledged it unless it was in a derogatory manner and I was not one of those who was ever spit on or, well, I was cursed at in the San Francisco airport when I was in uniform coming back to God's country here in the mm-hmm. southeast. But, um, it, you know, it was so suppressed and, and not consciously on my part. I've, I think I said in the book that my personality just gives vent to surviving. I, I don't take myself seriously. <laughs> I take what I do seriously. And, and I certainly did then. But... Um, you just sort of keep it in the background, and one year, probably 20 years ago or so, twenty over 20 years ago, our daughter Stephanie said, Dad, you never talk about Vietnam. I said, sweetheart, nobody's asking. Mm. Nobody's listening. Mm. Who do I talk to? 
And about that same time, we formed uh, an association, some other guys did, of the battalion that I served with. And I have found that one of the best ways to talk is to talk to people who understand what you're saying. And so I began to, I sort of became the de facto chaplain of that group. They asked me to do a memorial service and a chapel service, a brief devotion at the end of the conclusion of the weekend. And and so I said, well, there's only one thing. I'm going to talk to people about hope. I'm not going to leave there, let them leave there with taps ringing in their ears and all the bad memories. When they leave there, they're going to leave there with a message of hope. Mm. And so they asked me to do it again the next year and the next and the next and the next. So... I, it's just been one of those things, again, that God just dropped me into. Uh, it wasn't planned. It wasn't an, uh, a goal. It, God just put me there. And so in talking, listening is is very critical. And when you know no one's listening, you're not going to talk. And I think it's very important to Vietnam veterans and other veterans to talk about their experiences. But you got to talk to someone who, A, will listen and, and B, understand. You know, the question uh, that she asked was so important, but I, what pierced my heart when I read it in your book was that phrase, nobody's asking. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, Chris, how many other things in our lives, how many other areas are we not talking about, Ron, that we need to talk about and we need to initiate those conversations. Uh, and I love and lead with our ears, yeah. not with our mouth. I was uh, meeting two days ago with a group of pastors, and it was um, a planned um, gathering, um, and there was an agenda. There were points that the the speaker was making, uh, but those points were like not an end in themselves. They moved us to deeper points. They moved us to a place of honest dialogue, and knowing that we were going to be interviewing you today and thinking about your book and thinking about your story, I was, I was hearing those same voices, um, maybe waiting to be asked, uh, but also noticing this desperate desire to communicate, to be able to say something to other leaders uh, that we might be afraid to say to those that we're leading um, and it's and it's it's dangerous to hold too much information, too much pain, too much hurt, too many stories. It's dangerous to hold that inside and never deal with the issues. I've counseled many veterans who've been uh, injured at war, uh, whether physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, a variety of ways, and the I, I call it uh, the noisy silence. It's noisy. Even though there's silence, we're not talking about it, there's noise happening in other ways, mentally and emotionally. And, and, and so thank you, for, thank you for letting us hear your voice in this book and, and, and your stories. What, what are your thoughts as I'm saying this? Well, I, I was thinking about the fact that everybody has a story. Everybody has a life. And as a leader, we just deal sometimes with practical principles and we apply them across the board but there's so many nuances of personalities and experiences and pain that will sometimes bubble to the surface and sometimes burst through the surface and so we have to be careful that we're understanding that um, other people that we lead have a different background they haven't experienced the same things we have and you can't just always put it in a nice neat little package 
you have to roll up your sleeves and get down in the in the dirt with them. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. I'm just talking about in their mess because we have our own mess. <laughs> I so agree, man. We all have. I, I, my deep theological term for that is stuff. Yep. I got stuff, baggage, things that I bring to this. And, and the experiences, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, I got the sense from you reading the book that um, while you um, wouldn't want to choose those things again necessarily, and they would make other choices, but Definitely. don't regret. Uh, yeah, but but how God is using that yeah. and has used that to make you the Ron McCants that I see today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody said once, you know, God never wastes pain. It's yes. too precious a commodity. Yeah. 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 Tell us uh, before we finish this uh, this podcast, and, and we're going to have you again in the next one, so we can keep this dialogue going. But before we finish this one, just take us back and tell us a story from the book as it relates to leaders in this whole mindset of next step leadership. Well, number one, uh, with all the staging and all the planning and to use an oxymoron, military intelligence <laughs> that you can find when you're devising a strategy and tactics for battle. You can never be prepared for everything. Mm. There's something going to come up that they didn't print in the book. There's something going to come up that intelligence reports overlooked, or they didn't know it, they didn't have all the necessary information. That's life. Yeah. That's life. You can't plan it out. It's not going to be picture perfect. It's not going to be uh, one, two, three all the way through life. We, going to come, there's going to be a 2A and B and Z and all these other things that you have to fill in those blanks. And so um, the things that I, I experienced over there was you had a strategy. You had tactics. But when the bullets start flying, when life hits you full in the face— there's something innate within you, and that's why boot camp and training is so essential, not just to follow the tactics and follow the orders, but to know what to do in situations that you never planned or never thought of. And and you have to, in life and in leadership, you have to depend on the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I obviously didn't, wasn't in tune with him back then, but there's something built within you. Maybe it's survival instinct. I don't know. Mm. And I'm reminded, too, that you, while you were there, while you weren't yet a believer, all those seeds were so present in you. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that your your mom and your grandma, those they were praying for you during that time, and they reminded you all the time, maybe too more often than you were comfortable with, oh, yeah. about how much Jesus loves you. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and I come to appreciate that at a deeper level much later. I certainly did know that they loved me and were praying for me, and I knew what that meant. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't something that I was in tune with back then. But I've certainly become much more in tune with these days. Mm-hmm. Wow! Well, we, yeah, we just appreciate your story. Uh, tell tell us again the title of the book. The title of the book is Vignettes from Vietnam. I just started doing that as a as a blog, and I thought the name is just kind of corny, you know, but a uh, country boy like me come up with a word like that. <laughs> it's just amazing how even the, even the uh, publisher said, yeah, let's just roll with that. So, vignettes from Vietnam.
Well, it's so good, and we just appreciate you being with us today and helping us learn lessons about how the next step can be our best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.